0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to episode 33 of Teaching Tales. I am your host, Brent Coley. This is the podcast, once again, if you've never listened before, podcast totally devoted to sharing stories from the world of education. I am an elementary principal in beautiful Southern California, and joining me today, I'm thrilled to have the amazing, edu-awesome, Kate Tolny. Kate, how you doing?
1: Hi, I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Absolutely, I'm, it's it is my pleasure. I know we've tried to get our schedules to mesh so we could get a chat scheduled, and we've finally done it. So I'm really excited about what we're going to talk about today. But before we dive into our stories, let anyone who is not familiar with Kate, who is Kate? What does Kate do? Who's Kate?
1: <laughs> well, um, currently. I'm working at Q which is so surreal It still it still feels um like I it's dreamy how do I (laughs) say you know it's great I, I really do think that um my job as the director of member engagement at Q is um it's it's totally set me up to be a cheerleader for all the people around us that are just doing really good things and it's pushing me out of my comfort zone which is which is great um most of the
0: time
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, because i spent uh 10 years teaching mostly middle school history and then i was four years um a tech coach at the district and, and county level and then here i am now and and um doing marketing and communications and um and i'm marketing to the the products which are people you know which is the learning and i'm marketing it to people like me and so it's just it's Every day's an adventure, and uh, the team's amazing. And
0: yeah, that's awesome. No, that's <laughs> congrats, congratulations on your new position. I, you, nice. you're perfect for it. So, um, so today we were going to talk about when you and I had kind of uh, messaged on Twitter to talk about well, what what are we? What kind of stories do we want to share? I know that I saw one of your sessions at a conference last year, last April, on gamification, on making professional development, learning, anything uh, regarding education, making it fun. The the buzzword is gamification. And that is right up your alley. So share some, tell us some stories or, or, I mean, and if you want to maybe start with, for anyone who is, what is gamification? That's not in the dictionary. I mean, (laughs) what is gamification? And then if you can share some ways that you have seen gamifying or making learning like a game, Uh, benefit students.
1: I love how you ended, and I'll segue with that, that gamification is about making learning like a game. It is not using games for learning. So for example, um, sixth grade history, having the kids create a board game and having the question cards be about Um, the unit that they studied. That's game-based learning, and it's awesome, and it's fun. um, But gamification is really different. It's when you take a situation that is not a game at all, let's say a unit review um, where there's a big test coming up, kids need to cover a bunch of different stuff, and you have them answer the questions and then run up and shoot a ball into a basket, and they get points for their team on top of actually doing the learning. So it's taking in an, uh, an activity or a lesson that is not a game and it's adding what we call game mechanics to it. So this layer of gamification over it. Um, and <clears throat> a lot of times when I've talked about this, people are, are surprised at the fact that they are actually gamifying their classroom by, you know, creating a, a, a Uh, point system Um, even uh, giving kids choice having you know pulling random numbers and having kids participate that way I mean all those game mechanics are valuable and I think most most importantly I want teachers to kind of honor that they are doing that good work Um, instead of saying ah it's too scary it's it's too new it's buzzy it's actually something we've been doing a long time
0: exactly i mean how many times have you like you mentioned reviewing for tests or something like that where we've made it into a game Mm -hmm. Um, when back when you taught you said you taught middle school history for Mm -hmm. 10 years 10 years i mean can you give me an example of how you did something like that in your classroom
1: well uh, some of my favorite game mechanics i think for the classroom back when i was using it i would i would often give my students opportunities to choose, which is a game mechanic, right? Choose their own paths of learning and at this end also allow them to award themselves points by self-assessing. So those are two, um, two game mechanics that I leveraged often. There was this one, um, unit that I taught every year. Um, that was about the Mesoamerican cultures and there's so much, I mean, you can spend a whole year talking about the Mayans, the Incans and and, I mean, you could go on and on and I felt this pressure to cover so much. And then I was like, time out. Why am I working so hard? Like, why don't I let the kids choose one or two areas of interest that they really want to pursue? Um, And so we started this um, unit by just brainstorming a ton of different ideas and allowing kids to just organically figure out what they're curious about, right? So that choice um, and taking the judgment away from it, there's really no wrong way of brainstorming up on a big whiteboard. And then once the kids made their choices, it was about um, walking them through the research process, which is not a game. Let's clarify. The research process for seventh graders is not a game. (laughs) But when you start to add elements, again, when you start to release them into the... The world of research with strategies, and you empower them to make choices, and um, partner up, and work together, and create learning opportunities that are truly um, based on their interests. That's when you get these really amazing projects. Um, and then the self-assessment piece, where they're where they're putting points and using rubrics um, to do that. I mean, that was I definitely wanted them to be in charge of. Um, articulating their progress. Um, So, I mean, I didn't, again, that's, that's kind of a looser version of gamification. I think when I've really gotten into it is when I've been working with teachers.
0: Yeah. So Um, how have you done that?
1: Yeah. So teachers are are a lot like middle school students when you teach them. (laughs) (laughs) We're just wiped out. We got a lot of stuff going on and we're distracted and Uh, Many, many times, you know, there are other places we need to or would rather be. And so I really take it upon myself. It's my responsibility as the facilitator to make something fun and make it memorable and help people connect emotionally to what they're learning. And, um, one one example that I have really toured around with the last couple of years is something I'm, I am call PD Dice. And I literally went to the, the raft in our area. And if people don't know what that is, it's the resource area for teachers. Um, there's a couple of them in California and one in Colorado. And it's basically where these companies will dump a bunch of their extra stuff. And it'll be super cheap for teachers to go and grab. And there's also... Um, I mean, like just
0: furniture like 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 anything like anywhere,
1: yeah anywhere from like old cd cases that people would repurpose for like maker um a, a huge bin of of wine corks not used but like wine corks which you then turn into like god knows what you know what i mean there's just yeah. tons of i mean really like papers and then there's also some packaged resources that are just cheaper so long story short um I grabbed this container for two bucks of these little, um, one inch die, these wooden die. And I wrote, um, or I typed out on sticker paper, these questions, these debriefing questions. So what's your golden nugget? What are you curious about? What do you want? to? what, what do you have a question about? Um, and so I created these prompts. i just stuck them onto the dice. And I, and every time I have a PD, I just put them on the tables so that I'm ready and the people will be ready with the resources they need to just roll the dice and talk. Because yeah. how hard is it to get teachers to be like, all right, what worked? What didn't work? Tell me what you thought. Like a lot of times that's when they, I don't know, it's hard to get them to talk. Yeah. And so this is a way to roll a die and like let the prompt, let the dice be the guide. And so putting that game mechanic over the conversation piece is one of my favorite ways of gamifying my uh, PD.
0: Yeah, well, and, and everybody—I um, mean, everyone's played games, whether it's Monopoly or Sorry, or I mean, how many mm-hmm. Yaxi. I mean, mm-hmm. there's something about rolling the dice, or or in Vegas. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, depending <laughs> on what your uh, what your pleasure is, I mean, there's something about dice. I mean, I used to do. I used to do something with dice in my classroom. We were talking before we started recording. Um, I try, and again, I don't know whether or not, and you can correct me if it falls into the category of gamification, but I think going back to what's the purpose, it's making learning fun. Because if you make learning fun, kids are gonna be more engaged. So that reminds me of something that I used to do in my classroom, didn't have anything to do with technology, but it had to do with dice. It was vocabulary. One of the things that our district did is we had explicit vocabulary words that students, that we were required to have the students learn. There were 20 weeks worth of, and we did five words a week. So after 20 weeks, we had 100 words. And you know what happens with spelling tests and stuff like that. You do your test at the end of the week, and what happens to the words of the kids after that?
1: Out the window, yeah.
0: <laughs> so I'm thinking, okay, twenty after 20 weeks, we'll be done. There's 36 weeks in the school year. I don't want this to just be poof, gone. I want to make sure that we can reinforce this. So I just totally came up with some game that I called Define It. And what I did was I took those 100 vocabulary words, wrote uh, each word on a separate index card, and pasted them on a whiteboard to basically make a 10 by 10 grid and then i took those cards and dice put the kids into teams and each day i would go ahead and give the dice to students and i would give them the dice i would give the team the dice and i would say okay roll the two ten sided dice the first number on the first dice and the second number gives you a number between one and a hundred and then what would they do so if they rolled a six and an eight okay number 68, and we would take the word there, and basically it was, if you can give me the definition, if you can remember it, your team gets a point. If you can use it in a sentence, your team gets a second point. Mm. If they couldn't define it right away, I would give them the sentence,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then they could try to determine the meaning from context clues, which is one of the things that we were teaching kids how to do, how to determine mm-hmm. unknown words. So they had a choice possibility of two points, and if they didn't know the definition they could learn from context clues and get one point but then what we did was a totally and i'm going to use the word gamified i added say okay boys and girls today the even numbered cards are worth double points <laughs> they Rolled it, they could so if they rolled 68 wow now you get two points for defining it two additional points for using it correctly in a sentence so you got a total of four points And then some days I would be like, and the multiples of five are worth triple points. And it was so cool to see the kids. They, I mean, it was vocabulary. Mm It was, it was what's the definition of a word that they were eating it up because I was putting dice in front of them. And by, and by adding those elements, like, Hey, double points, triple points, no team was ever out of it that was the beauty of it if you had one team because nobody likes to lose and you got that it's like oh, I'm, I'm 50 points behind not that everyone would get that far behind but if they were 20 points behind and it was perfect sometimes it's like no these are worth five times the points a team that was in last place in one day could catch up i mean it was got it. But I mean, does that meet the definition of gamification?
1: Yeah, it's it's putting game mechanics, it's laying game mechanics over an activity that is not a game, which is really like adding that layer over the vocabulary exercise. And it, as you were talking, I was thinking, okay, um, you know, here we are talking about dice and we're talking about points, and those are probably like the the a very simple entry point into this. Um, One tool that I got off of Amazon, I think I paid like 60 bucks for this spinning wheel. It's like, um, you know, when you go to fairs or, carnivals or concerts and they goes brrr, tick 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 yeah. tick right and then wherever it lands you usually get a prize well i <laughs> i don't have prizes to give away but i started presenting with this spinning wheel and so i and, and i can um personalize and change the text all around it um using a whiteboard marker so what i did one time was i put the little icons for all for all um, like 16 of the Google apps. And wherever it landed, I asked them a quiz question on a Google app, or I had them tell me something they know how to do inside of that app, right? So it's kind of, so the learning is really the prize. Um, and then I've also used it, um, this is at ISTI. I was doing a poster session on gamification with Lindsay Blass and Christina Mattis. And all I did was I put 16 different game mechanics on this wheel or no, I did eight of them and I did it twice. So, the, so there's eight different game mechanics and um, I had people spin and people were really fixated. they were like, Ooh, I get to win something. Right. Cause it's totally usually given with like prizes. And so they'd come up. So I'd hook them in that way and I'd be like, spin the wheel, like t- it's the wheel of gamification and they'd spin it and it would land on something like um, failing opportunity to fail as a game mechanic, which is a really important game mechanic to, to consider. We haven't even talked about that. But opportunity to fail. And so what I said to them was, How do you use an opportunity how do you create opportunities to fail in your classroom? Like safe places to fail. And so the next thing I know, we were into a conversation. The teacher was telling me about an activity here or an opportunity here. And I looked at them at the end of every interaction and I said, Do you know you are you gamify learning? And they were like, Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. And it was one of those eye-opening moments for me too, because I was like, Wow, this is a really important. Um, role that I can play in helping people just unpack the strategies that they're already using with something as simple as a, as a spinning wheel. I mean, it really can just be that simple.
0: Well, and, and I, I'm trying to think, did you, you may have had the wheel when I saw you present at lead three and I'm thinking
1: uh, mm-hmm. As mm-hmm. it was, it was at fall. You did have the, the
0: dice. dice. <laughs> I, remember, I Remember the dice, but I'm thinking now as, as a, as a site administrator, who is responsible for PD with teachers and stuff like that? Something like that wheel or dice or something like that that is going to introduce the element of I don't know if chance is the right word. That's an but element. It's, not, it's, a game,
1: it's a game mechanic. Chance is a game mechanic.
0: It, that it's like oh we don't, I don't know what is going what we're going to have to talk about next. Out of my it kind
1: hands. <laughs> of
0: put people on there on their uh, uh toes in a good way that it's not like oh geez here we go another boring staff meeting which i'll readily admit i'm i've been responsible for and right. we've all sat through them and i will readily admit that i've been responsible for planning them so um <laughs> that's one of the things that i'm excited about having a conversation like this is okay what can i take from this wow yeah. like that wheel or that dice i'm, 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 I'm right now i'm thinking and for any of my teachers who I know a few of them listen here, now they're going to hold me to this. So I'm going to have to. I'm putting myself out there that I'm going to have to introduce uh, something like this. But shoot, I got a lot of dice. I mean, that's that's easy,
1: right? And the other thing I was going to say is I think what you might've been thinking of from lead three is there is a virtual, um, wheel that you can put up to a hundred wedges, if you will. So you just, you can CSV upload people's names or tasks, or I've seen, um, people like i did recently for the sketch 50 growth mindset movement we did with sketch noting Mm -hmm. i took all 50 of the prompts put it onto a wheel and on now i'm offering that as like a 2.0 version of sketch 50 and a way to just gamify even further so you spin the wheel whatever it lands on you draw that's it and so imagine if you had people's names in there or maybe Initiatives or elements of your um PBIS, PBIS program or I mean there's so many things you can do. And that one's free. It's wheeldecide.com, wheel like a, a wheel, a car wheel.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh that's that's awesome. Like
1: well, the gift.
0: <laughs> well and another and another gosh, I'm thinking you could do that in a staff meeting, you could mm-hmm. do that in the classroom. Uh, that's the whole picker like, oh I'm spinning the wheel. who, yeah. who am I gonna who's going to be the next one to share something awesome that they're doing and you've got everybody's name up there so Mm -hmm. we'll we'll help help ensure that people are um paying attention and engaged so
1: yeah and you can even do it with like elements of a unit of instruction like you could take a unit like going back to that mesoamerican unit like you know unpack all these cultural elements of these different civilizations and wherever it lands that's what we're Going to learn about today. Yeah. We're going to go on a web quest. We're going to create a hyper doc. We're going to create an Iron Chef slide doc. Like, we're going to just let the wheel decide what passive learning we're going to take. And it does depersonalize that learning process in a way that allows the teacher or the facilitator to be a part of it rather than the pusher of it. And I think that's a really important cultural shift, too. Is You know, once you are spinning the wheel to decide what the group's doing, you are now a part of it um, rather than doing it to them, which I think all teachers really want. I would hope all teachers really wanna be there. (laughs) No,
0: no, exactly. Well, and again, if it's a student in a classroom, you're you're gonna wanna be part of that and take some ownership. That's the word that kept popping into my head. Uh, Well, I'm I'm part of this. I, I have some ownership in this. And if I'm a teacher at a staff meeting or a PD session, Oh, I'm part of this. Like, mm-hmm. I love how you worded that. It's not being done to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm being, but... but I'm a part of what we're doing. Exactly, exactly. No, that's... Yeah. And I just think the bottom line, I mean, for anyone listening, it's what, this is what I'm taking from it is, number one, we're already doing this to a degree. I mean, I think most teachers to, at some level, they're already introducing some game mechanics but number two is just gosh make it if you can make it fun i mean the level of engagement obviously is going to rise i mean i think of just think of kahoot Mm -hmm. what kahoot i mean that's now that is a game Mm -hmm. (laughs) i mean that's a different thing but but when i walk into classrooms just for casual walkthroughs and and see see kids doing kahoot Mm -hmm. kahoot i mean engagement is through the roof Right. Yeah. Yeah. The more fun we can make it, the more learning is going to happen because the engagement is higher.
1: Well, and the emotional response is higher and that's where I think, and I'm not studied up enough on the brains research to really talk too educationally about this. But um, I know even just as, as a learner, when I can, when I have an emotional connection to something I've learned, when it's made me laugh or it's made me feel something or, you know, I, whatever, maybe even angry or frustrated. Like I remember that on a very different level. And when you add game mechanics, you're creating an emotional um, level to the learning that will will resonate and that will sustain over time. And that's an important thing to remember too. It's not gimmicky, as much as it's just really impactful learning. Um, and I probably should get more re- read up on that that brain research because it's powerful.
0: No, but. But I, but I think that I, the, the, the story that pops into my mind was in college, my then girlfriend, now wife, we went to a banquet that they were playing bingo. Like it was, it was at the end of the night, they had bingo. And I remember that like it was yesterday because I was, they were giving away TVs. I mean, they were giving away good stuff and I didn't win, but <laughs> I was very disappointed that, but, but by doing that, they had me enthralled, like, oh my gosh, I've got a chance to do this. And there's something about the chance of, quote unquote, winning. Stuff, mm-hmm. When really what we're trying to do is just make them learn. Well, I mean, yeah. winning equals learning. If they think they're winning, but they're actually learning, we win as teachers. We win as, as right. leaders of schools or districts or whatever it is. So... Mm-hmm. Now, this well, now is, I
1: want to go play games. Exactly.
0: Exactly. <laughs> everybody wants to play. Wants to, wants to play games. That's uh. So yeah, <laughs> so anyone listening, I mean, that's that's the message. That's the moral. Is boy, if we can make our classrooms, our schools, our staff meetings, our PD sessions more fun, more game like. Mm-hmm people are going to have more fun they have more fun, they're more engaged and they're going to learn more. So
1: yeah. And honestly, like we, we ran through so many other, so many different resources right now. And I just want to make sure that to your listeners, if there are questions that they have, or if they are hungry for kind of opportunities or, or some of the links or anything um, to please reach out to me on Twitter. That is the easiest way. I'm, I'm very available on Twitter. It's at Kate Tolnai. Um, and I'm just, I just want to help you help your kids have an amazing learning experience. But I firmly believe that if we don't create learning experiences that matter for the teachers, it will never get to the kids. So kids deserve it. Yes, absolutely. But so do teachers. And so my mantra is let's let's arm those teachers with the best professional learning we possibly can.
0: No. Oh. Preach it, Kate. No. (laughs) You've just, you've inspired me. And this is... Shoot, I benefit just as much, if not more, from anyone who is who happens to be listening to these episodes. That um, kids deserve it, but so do teachers. That's great. I mean, that's that's, and I need to remember that as the one who is planning learning experiences for teachers. They mm-hmm. just have a fun time as well. So, and uh, you mentioned on Twitter. I mean, that's how we that's how we virtually met. Was yeah. was was on Twitter, and for anyone listening. She's a great follow, great resources. And if you ever have an opportunity to see her present at a conference, <laughs> no, because <laughs> it is, it is definitely, definitely worth it. So thank you. that's C A T E T O L N A I. Nice words. Yes. That's right. So, <laughs> all right. Thank you so much. Totally, totally appreciate that you taking the time. Yeah, I know. I know you're busy, and for anyone listening, mom, dad, thank you so much. Um, <laughs> and Kate, if your mom and dad are going to listen to this now, usually the guests, yeah, I'll have my mom and dad listen to. They don't have four listeners, so. Um,
1: uh, hey, and you, I want to thank you too, Brent, because you opportunities like this don't come along every day, and just you know the work that you do and how how you're willing to stand up and, and provide these resources for others. It's just a huge gift to the community, so kudos to you and much thanks to you as well.
0: <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. I have fun doing it, and I'm hoping that uh, people are getting something out of it. So thank you. I appreciate that. And for people listening, thank you. We, appreciate, <laughs> I, I appreciate you listening. <laughs> so, and remember, you can subscribe in iTunes or Google Play. That way you don't have to keep checking the website. You can also go to my website at brentcoley.com on the podcast page, but subscribing is the best choice because then boom every time you pick up your phone it's gonna tell you when a new episode has been published so until next time everyone thank you so much Kate thank you for taking yes. the time. and we will see you next time have a good one